Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to the Great Detectives of Old Time Radio. From Boise, Idaho, this is your host, Adam Graham. If you have a comment, email it to me, box13 at greatdetectives.net. Follow us on Twitter at Radio Detectives, and check us out on Instagram, instagram.com slash greatdetectives. If you're enjoying the podcast, please follow us using your favorite podcast software. Today's program is brought to you in part by the financial support of our listeners. You can support the show on a one-time basis, support.greatdetectives.net, or become one of our ongoing Patreon supporters for as little as $2 per month by going to patreon.greatdetectives.net. Well, now we're going to get into our next series, The Falcon. And to be honest, in laying out its origins, it may be one of the most confusing old-time radio programs there is. And I will try not to be confusing. I talked a little bit with my wife about it at the dinner table, and she just kind of got lost in this. So hopefully, I'll do better this time. Now, you might be thinking that the Falcon radio series is connected to the Falcon movies that starred George Sanders and later his brother, Tom Conway. That's not right, but there's an understandable reason why people think that. There were actually two different characters named the Falcon that were created in the late 30s and early 40s. The first was a character named Michael Wingate, who was created in 1936 by Drexel Drake and was known as the Falcon. And then there was Gay Stanhope Falcon, who was created by Michael Arlen. In 1940, it was this second Falcon that was the technical basis of the character adapted to film. The radio version of the character was adapted from the Drexel Drake stories. Now, when the confusion comes in is that the last 
Falcon movie was released in 1949. And in the 1950s Falcon radio series, there's a throwaway line in the introduction about you've seen him in his movies. And technically, the radio version of the Falcon didn't have any movies. Now, of course, the literary origins of the character are probably minimal importance for enjoying the radio program. The Falcon was a name, a brand of sorts that radio and film creators did with as they wanted, adapting the character to do whatever served the trend of the day. Some versions of the Falcon were more daring adventurers, others closer to hard-boiled private eyes, and others were involved in international intrigue. The Falcon first appeared on radio in 1943 in a 39-week series starring Barry Kroger, which is unfortunately completely lost. Between 1945 and 1954, the Falcon would be on the radio regularly and would be played by four different actors during this period. The second actor to play the Falcon was James Meehan, who was given the role when The Adventures of the Falcon premiered over Mutual in July 1945. Meehan had been a Broadway actor in the 1920s, but before becoming a New York radio mainstay in the 40s. We'll talk a bit more about him after today's broadcast. Uh, Now, I do want to go ahead and state in advance that the quality of this episode is not great. It's barely listenable. So I apologize in advance to anyone who has any difficulty hearing this episode and do want to assure you that the Falcon does sound better than this. Even uh, next week's show sounds a lot better. This episode of the Falcon originally aired on November 13th, 1945. It's an FRS program, and as I said, it's a, in a bit of a rough condition. Here now is Murder Knows No Borderline. Adventures of the Falcon. Yes, it's that freelance detective, Michael Waring, who is always ready with a hand for oppressed men and an eye for oppressed women. Join the Falcon as he learns Murder Knows No Borderline. Hello? Yes, this is the Falcon. Oh, Maggie, I'm glad you called. I wanted you to know I'm leaving for Mexico by train tonight. No. No, you can't come along. No, there's no use arguing, dear. I'm going alone. I've seen so much murder these last few weeks. If this is one trip, I'm going to share with nobody. It's Tuesday evening in Mexico City, the oldest city in the New World. And where once proud Aztecs ruled is now a colorful playground for rich Americanos. One of these later-day conquistadores is a man named Vincent Perry. But unlike the other joy seekers in Lindstrom's international bar, Mr. Perry doesn't seem to be having much fun. Hey, waiter! Waiter! Snap into it! I'm gone all day. Well, 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 it is not in your theory. What's the matter with the service here, Gonzales? You don't like it now. Loud. Come on, I'll tell Lindstrom about it. Hey, why don't you? Maybe I will. It's about time I have a talk with that gent, anyway. You know, it's very funny, because Lindstrom just now said to me, Gonzalez, he said, what time maybe I have a little talk with Senor
Oh, you think you're talking to me, man. My boss wants to see me. Never mind reaching for his check. He's running down the house. Listen, Gonzalez. I don't think you will let something shove me around. Because I don't have to take it. I got influential friends. Sure. Maybe this is the reason why Senor Lindstrom wants to speak with you. Yeah? The Gonzales boys, you busy? No. I'll listen, Lindstrom. Very. Fine, indeed. Good night. We'll shut the door, Gonzales. What's the idea, Lindstrom? I just want to make sure we're not interrupted by our favorite story, Albert. Don't bother. I think I know it. Not this one. Seems once upon a time that if a man in Mexico City went to a great deal of trouble to build an exporting organization, then one fine day discovered he was being double crossed. Imagine that. Very bad, isn't it? He almost lost all faith in human nature. Especially when it wasn't safe for two large shipments of merchandise. So he began to suspect a traitor in his ranks. If you mean me, Lance, my dear way. friend has never once changed my mind. That's why I'm going to let you in on the secret. It's any boss. Maybe you better save it. That's rather impossible, Perry. Because it likely affects you. There's an airplane leaving New York tonight from the Guardia Field. Thought it would be a striking brunette wearing dark glasses, too much might be possible to use culture. Suppose I decline. You don't want to meet the lovely lady with the dark glasses? No. I had my fill of this racket, Lindstrom. It was okay during the war when things were kind of hectic along the border, but now... But now uh, you feel the risk is too great. That's right. I want no part of it. From here on, you can count me out. Mm. As you say, my friend, I can do that. And darling, Senor, you heard Mr. Perry? Stop coming. Sure. How far I go, boy? I'll tell you when to stop. Okay? Oh, no. <laughs> There's no point in flaunting your knowledge. Unnecessarily. Yourself engaged to me. Come in, Michael. I'll be ready in a minute. 
darling senorita, I can even spare two. Who are you? My name does not matter. It is enough I work for Senor Lin. Senor Lin? It's impossible, senorita. I cannot blame you. No doubt you expect a ferry to meet you at the airport. But he was unfortunately, um, how you call that? Buried in his work elsewhere. What are you talking about? The money, senorita. For two shipments. I'm not very good at arithmetic, but I think he comes to $46,000. You're crazy. I'm wrong, but two times 23000 Get out. The thing I will be very distinct with me if I return empty hands. That is of no interest to me. Oh, you are very cruel. But perhaps this will change your mind. You know what is this, senorita? A rubber hose. I wonder if you can get to what purpose I'm going to put it. You wouldn't. No? Well. What? Oh! oh. Well, senorita. You remember now what you do with Senor Lindstrom's money? No. The lovely lady. Barbara. Well, we see you give in first. You are this rubber hose. Personally, I'm Kim. Oh, is anybody home? No, no, no. Maria, there's no reason to be that overwhelmed. Yeah, I'm just sitting around in the dark. I prefer it. Well, that's ridiculous, dear. No wonder you're down in the dump. Where's the light switch? Please, Michael, don't turn it on. All the better to... Maria. Maria, what happened? Nothing. But your face. I tell you, it was nothing. Don't give me that. What went on here? A man. Go on. He beat me, Michael. He beat me until I was unconscious. Who was it? I don't know. What did he want? I don't know that either. Just that he came to collect the money I owed Senor Lindstrom for two shipments. Senor Lindstrom? I've never heard that name before. What about those two shipments you mentioned? I have no idea what he was talking about. Then suppose I try to find out. Oh, no, no, no. Don't leave me, Michael, please. I'm sure it was all a mistake on the part of Senor Lindstrom. Well, if it was, Angel, there's nothing like a good song left to set things right. <laughs> Let's be moving. Lindstrom's bar and make it snappy. 
think you mean your ether, but can you crack it? What's that thing, pal? Now, just tell me what you want me A gun? What? The only logical place for it, Bertram. It's certainly not in Maria's hotel room. I went through there with a fine-tooth comb. I think if we find it here, you can kill the death. I'm sure it. Well, it sounds very... Uh-oh. Trouble? It only could not be instant. I guess he was so excited he didn't spin the combination on and practically be buying myself from the profession by opening this job. Yeah, and will you look what he left right on the top? I didn't have it. Jeffrey, you don't destroy the print. Yeah. Well, you found recently. Oh, you think this is the right? Yes. Well, for a man on the brink of a great discovery, you certainly don't seem pleased with yourself. I'm not. You see, Bertram, my clients expect me to do things the hard way. And this was just too easy. Well, well, he's Mr. Waring. What's to bring you here, my friend? I've come to sue for peace, Lindstrom. I take it and you surrender. Unconditionally. What are your terms? Sit down. You're very generous to a defeated foe. Not at all. Cigarette? I'll stick to my own brand if you don't mind. I imagine they're a lot safer. I'm afraid I don't follow you, Waring. I'd be a sap if I didn't learn anything from Maria's experience. She was dope, wasn't she? <laughs> You know, you couldn't prove that in court. I know. There's no harm in admitting it between friends. You take too much for granted, Ford. We're not friends. Our status at the moment is victory and banquet. Try not to forget it, that's good, sir. I'll do my best. Well, what's the deal? That's where you're wrong again. You're not getting any. What? Unfortunately, I need a scapegoat. I think Maria will do very well under the circumstances. But you can't let that girl hang. I can, and I will. I hate to disillusion you, Mr. Waring. She married Gonzalez in cold blood. That's a lie. I ought to know. As you pointed out, I was the only one there. My poor Gonzalez didn't have a chance. He couldn't possibly have seen her pull out the gun. His back was torture all the time. Is that going to be your story? <laughs> Naturally. I always say, honesty is the best part. Honest. But I always say, too. All right, Lindstrom, get your coat. We're going down to the local fast deal. Suppose I have other ideas on the subject. Like reaching for a gun? Uh-huh. I wish you'd try it, pal. Well, if it would make you any... Uh, uh. Apparently, I misjudged you, Morgan. Apparently. I obviously... Yes. You ought to be ashamed of yourself. Big boy like you walking around with his slip showing. No wonder you tripped over it. Driving, boy, I'll leave you now. Yeah, be sure and do that. Comfortable, Maria. Oh, sister, darling. Oh, Nata, you don't know what it means. You don't know what you've done for me. I feel as free as a bird. Well, if you're that grateful, the least you could do is to give me a plug. <laughs> I meant free as a falcon. Much better. Now you must do something nice for me. Oh, you just give me a chance here. No, I mean, I mean, it's seen everything to me. Ah. Well, Linstrom killed Gonzalez. The reason you didn't know the score was because you were doped. You mean... Yes. That was a merchandise Mr. Lindstrom was exporting to the United States. 
Why did he pick on me? Because you were the only woman wearing dark glasses on the plane. There was supposed to be another one, but the federal boys grabbed her. But didn't Senor Linsom realize I was the wrong person? Not at first. The only one who could identify you was a man named Vincent Perry. He was dead. And when Linsom found out his mistake, it was too late. That's when he decided to get rid of you and Gonzalez, who was threatening to talk at the same time. So he thought if he made it easy for you to get his care of the gun, that would take care of me. Uh-huh. He knew it would only incriminate you. After shooting Gonzalez, you see, he forced the gun on your hand. Then he sorted it in his safe where I'd be sure to find it. Well, what was the your reason? Remember in your cell, I told you that Gonzalez was shot between the eyes. Well, according to Lindstrom, Gonzalez never even saw you pull a gun. Never knew what hit him. The only way that could work out is if you shot him in the back. Oh, my. You are wonderful. Oh. If there was only some way I could show my appreciation. Oh, there is, darling. Oh, Bertram. Yeah, what do you want, Parker? Can you pull down your shade? What for? The little lady and I are about to do some work on hemisphere solidarity, and we don't want any good neighbors. <laughs> Welcome back. This one is a pretty standard adventure uh, and with a relatively simple mystery. The putting a gun in her hands and telling her she was the murderer practically meant that we knew who did it. The only question was how. More interestingly, we get a look at Michael Waring's style. You get a sense right away of him being a ladies' man and also being very intimidating. When hardened criminals start thinking about bugging out because you showed up in a foreign city you have no jurisdiction in, you know you're a tough guy. Now, James Meehan, who played Waring, had a couple of interesting roles. He starred in Alias Jimmy Valentine, which was a radio series based on an O'Henry story, and it was produced by the Hummerts in the 30s. Like Carl Swenson, he made the rounds on the soap. He played the male lead, Larry Noble, on Backstage Wife, and uh, the nephew of Just Playing Bill on another soap. He was also the real-life nephew of silent film star Thomas Meehan. So Meehan was definitely a competent actor, and he would end up starring as the Falcon for two years. And as I mentioned at the start of the program, we do have another episode of his run that is thankfully in much better condition. Well, now it's time to thank our Patreon supporter of the day. And I want to go ahead and thank David. David has been one of our Patreon supporters since January 2019, currently supporting the podcast at the Detective Sergeant level of $7.14 or more per month. Thank you so much for your support, David. And that will do it for today. We'll be back next Monday with another Adventure of the Falcon. But join us back here tomorrow for the start of another Yours Truly Johnny Dollar serial where... We won't seem to listen to reason. And right now, it's a particularly bad period for us. How come? Forbes seems to be in one of his party-giving moods. He has them every once in a while. About three weeks at a time, a big party every night wherever he happens to be. Then he quiets down for a month or two. <laughs> Probably resting up. But how, uh, how come he's in Cape Town now? Who knows? Who knows why he goes anywhere he does. Oh, brother, sounds like a real character. Yeah, but what we want you to do is to talk him out of being a character long enough to put that diamond in a safe place and to keep an eye on it until he does. We got a plane reservation for you tonight at midnight. Tonight? Now, just a minute. Now, look, if it's the money you're worried about, don't be. 
This means a lot to us. We're willing to pay accordingly. Joe, you may not believe this, but I wasn't thinking about the money. Then what? Those three men who got killed over that diamond. You told me about them over the phone. Oh, that. Look, the diamond's 50 years old. Those three killings were 20, 30 years ago. Just the same. Three is always a crowd. And I wouldn't like to... I hope you'll be with us then. In the meantime, do send your comments to box13 at greatdetectives.net. Follow us on Twitter at Radio Detectives and check us out on Instagram. Instagram.com slash greatdetectives. From Boise, Idaho, this is your host, Adam Graham, signing off. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino's home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at Chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's Chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.